Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast where once again I am joined by Liz and Izzy previewing the second day of the Cheltenham Festival and let's just get straight into it. We've already introduced them so let's get into it. So the first race we're going to be looking at on uh, the Wednesday, the second day is the 130, the Ballymore Novices Hurdle. It's a grade one and so Gerhard has been all the rage uh, for most people. Most people think this is where he is going to go. He's even money. Dysart Dynamo is 9-4. to four. Journey With Me is one of the most likely runners in here is 4-1. to one. Ginto at 9-2. to two. Stage Start 6-1. to one. And then Bigger are the rest. I'll come to Izzy here first. So Gerhard, we were talking about it on day one. Is he going to go to the Supreme? Is he going to go here? I think most people are thinking he's going to come here. Would you be a supporter of him if he was to turn up here? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, the issues with the double entries is obviously still a little bit um, protruding here in terms of the fact that obviously you don't you don't quite know. Um, I think obviously he's really shortening up, isn't he, now um, in the market for the Ballymore. So you've got to think that this is likely where he'll go. Um, I was not a big fan of Sir Hard. I'm just going to say that right now. Last time out, um, I really, I really didn't rate him. <laughs> um, I don't really know why. I just really didn't. And I just felt so stupid um, with then how impressively he won at Leopardstown. I just think, you know, um, he went away nicely. Um from from three stripe life i think you know the the one the one run that worries me a little bit um about sir gerhard and the reason i think this is why i perhaps didn't rate sir gerhard in the same way um was that run at punchestown um i mean he was third on that day um to kill and it's interesting because kill still in this um albeit quite far drifted in the market because it looks that, you know, Kilcrat is likely um, going to go in the Supreme. But, um, yeah, I think if Kilcrat actually goes in this, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't mind Kilcrat to actually get the better of um, Sir Gerhard again. But, um, yeah, I think looking at where they're likely to go, I would select Sir Gerhard here. Okay, interesting um, from Izzy. Uh, how about you, Liz? Are you in agreement? Yeah, I am in agreement. Um, he's he, uh, <clears throat> sorry. Um, That's all right. <laughs> Let me get that out of the way. That's the sorry. beauty of okay. podcast. We're not live. <laughs> we'll start again. Yeah, no worries. Uh, he oh. right. Hang on. <laughs> Just put your thumbs up when I'm ready to go. Yeah, I agree with, with Izzy, with Sir Gerhard. Um, la, 10 of the last 14 winners were trained in Ireland, which is why I think it's going to be another Irish winner this time round. Um, he's made a couple of mistakes last time in his grade one at Leopardstown, um, but he was they were still too he was still too good for them. Uh, he won by six lengths that day. He's stepping up to two mile five, um, but I think he should take it all in his stride. Um, I think maybe the extra trip, uh, may iron out those mistakes he made last time. Um, so, yeah, I have gone with Sir Gerhard. Um, and like you say, I know that they were Uman and Arin over over this in the Supreme. Uh, but, yeah, I think he he will head for the, for the Ballymore. So I've gone with Sir Gerhard. 
Yeah, I, I think if he does turn up here, he's probably the most likely winner. This doesn't look a particularly strong race. I think Stage Tire's done nothing wrong, but maybe just lacks the class or something of the likes of Sir Gerhard. Uh, one horse I would give a mention to, I don't know if he is going to run. Willie Mullins has got a 25-1 shot in this called What Do You Want? Uh, he was sent off favourite for the, the, the Grade 1 Lawler of uh, Nason of Asserdle, which Emble Allen went on his way to win in this race. I just think he that he had one or two excuses that day, and I just think that's too, too, too bad to be true. And for me, I, I just think, what do we want? I think if he bounces back to to some of his earlier form when he won at Navin, uh, I think I think he's got a chance of maybe making the places. And if they are eight runners and and that, and he's maybe a double figure price, he could be maybe worth an each way poke. But yeah, I think to go hard if he does turn up here could be very hard to beat. So we're all in agreement there. First time on the podcast. Okay, we then move on to the next race we're going to look at, which is the Brown Advisory Novices Chase. And again, it's a bit of Willie Mullins bingo. Gallopin de Champ is your current favourite, but there are vibes that he could still be heading to the Turners, which is the two-and-a-half-mile novice chase. We then got Brave Man's Game, who we know will be running here. He's 15-8. to eight. Lon Press as well should be heading here. Venetia's confirmed. He's next in the bet at 4-1. to one. Ahoy Senor is then at 9-2, to two, and bigger are the rest. Uh, Liz, you can have first say on this one. Um, I think we'll just say Brave Man's Game is probably going to be your most likely favorite um do you think he's the one to beat do you think he could beat Gallopin though if he did turn up what's your opinion on this race so i like long press of venetia williams uh he last time out he won by 21 lengths uh when winning the grade one at sandown last time um and he just keeps winning so he's won last of his last four um this season by a combined margin of 50 lengths He's the right age for this race. Um, when I say that, 12 of the last 16 winners have been seven. Um, and the other thing that I think is in favour in his favour is that Cheltenham's a left, left-handed turning course, um, as he's jumped to his left a couple of times. Um, but he did look extremely comfortable when he won at Cheltenham in January. Um, I think he's straightforward, and uh, yeah, I think he'll he'll be on the front end. Um, he hasn't been over this trip before. Um, but I think he certainly gives the impression that he'll be effective over uh, the three miles. Yeah, I definitely feel like he's been an undervalued horse this season. You know, people just, um, even though they've been fans of him, he's just maybe not caught the headlines like Brave Man's Game or Gallopin or Ahoy Senor. You know, he's just been a horse that's done nothing wrong, keeps going on up the curve, and we don't know where his limitations lie. And yeah, he's done nothing wrong and you have to say he's got very solid uh, claims uh how about you though izzy did you like long press in this one i guess with long press it just leaves me to see really where do we stand with venetia williams and her comment the other week about snotty noses i think that it's just got to be a little bit of a worry going into the festival um um that isn't the reason though that i i don't actually i'm not siding with long press eh? um i really like brave man's game um, it is another favourite for me. I think obviously had Gallop and Deschamps gone here, I really would have liked Gallop and Deschamps. But I think that this is probably Paul Nichols, one of his best chances for a winner. I think that the jumping between Brave Man's Game and Pat's Fancy at Newbury, I, I, I was so impressed. I mean, we've all seen the replays and repeats of, of that. And that was, I think that, to be honest, just that jumping... It is about that accuracy and jumping around Cheltenham. You know, you can't be making mistakes in these high-grade races. I mean, he's 
he's had the number of a Ahoy Senor already. Um, so, yeah, I really do like Brave Man's game in this, especially now it, it does look... I mean, I know we're still on double entries territory, but it does look like Gallop and Deschamps going to go and take on Bob Ollinger. Um, so I'm siding with Brave Man's game. Yeah, I think Brave Man's game, he's, a, he, he's probably been... I'd say the most classy novice we've seen this season, but there's just something niggling at the back of my mind about Cheltenham. If it's his track, you know, he's done nothing wrong. He's very impressive, conceding lumps of weight and a handicap at, at Newbury a few weeks ago. But I just think Ahoy uh, uh, you mentioned that he did, he had his number at Kempton and he, and he did. There's no denying that. But I just think the track suited Brave Man's that day and it didn't quite suit Ahoy Senor. And I think Ahoy Senor might reverse the form. Uh, I think he, he'll be suited by Cheltenham, the nature of the course. Yes, maybe he going this way round might be concerned because he can jump out to the right at times. But I don't know. I just I just think he'll prefer the the, the greater test of stamina. Um, and for me, I I think he could be more than capable of reversing the form. Long press, uh, Liz's selection is the one I fear most. You know, he's done nothing wrong. Uh, I, I I might have a saver on him, but. But yeah, it's it's definitely going to be, I think, the, one of the best races of the festival. I think we'll see plenty of uh, good uh, form lines for the future, you know, maybe some good Gold Cup horses next year. But, uh, yeah, I, I just have my doubts about Brave Man's game. But, yeah, Izzy uh, then likes the chances of Brave Man's game. I don't. I, I'm going with Ahoy Senor, and Liz likes the chances of Lom Press. We then move on to the feature race on day two. It's the Queen Mother champion chase and i'm hoping we're all going to agree on this one shushkin is he going to get it done is he the heir to the throne is he of outil absolutely all the way 100 percent. i'm in camp shushkin i've got the mug i've got the cushion i'm considering getting maybe even a hoodie and a scarf as well i absolutely love this horse i think that obviously we were we were all treated so well um, you know, with the last showdown with an Ergamine and Shishkin. And, you know, Shishkin made some mistakes. You, you watch that back, he really did make some mistakes. And he fought on and, you know, we got to love a fighter, but he's not just a fighter. You know, he's got such class, such class. And um, I think that the reason I'm really looking forward to this race as well is I think that you could probably get a really cheeky tri-cast in here and we're going to, you're going to get a roar of applause in that winner's enclosure just because of the three that, that will be coming in. And I really do hope that we get a Shishkin and Ergamine, Shaken one, two, three. I think that that would be really lovely. Um, Shaken Boursois, there's obviously all of this around travelling and does he like to travel, doesn't he like to travel? And, and we'll never know. Um, but I think that there's one thing that's for certain and that's that I think Shishkin can get the job done. Yeah, I agree with you. I just think if it comes to a fight, you know, I I just don't think an Ergamine and Shakan they have the, the the resolution to or the resolve to face someone like Shishkin in, in a battle. We've seen Shishkin battle it out to win the Supreme. He didn't need to do it to win the Arkle, but then he had to do it last time when he still made a mistake against an Ergamine when he was halfway round. You know, he just nodded Dini on land, and it was a bit of a tense watch. I think I think an, er an Ergamine isn't in the same league as Shishkin. I think Shishkin will take all the beat in. Uh, the one as well, I will just give out a shout out for is Ed Edgar De Geet. You know, I think I love this horse. It's absolute tail away from the front. I think he's going to make the run in. If he's still there, jumping the last, you know, with a chance. You know, I, I, 
I might have a saver on him each way just to maybe sneak a place because I do think there could be question marks maybe some with some of the Willie Mullins brigade. But even not, Willie Mullins has never won this race. Everyone goes on about all the all the, the hot pots that he has in the, with these kinds of horses, but when it comes to Cheltenham and the Champion Chase, he just doesn't get it done. So, yeah, I, I'm siding with Shishkin to uh, to to, to uh, step up and win the Champion Chase. Are you in agreement, Liz Shishkin? Do you think uh, he'll um, he'll get the job done and make that? transition which he already has done but finally do it at Cheltenham in the, in, in the champion chase yeah absolutely three to four house um for, for Shishkin yeah he's I, I can't really add anything that you two haven't already said to be honest but yeah he's a lovely horse um and yeah he's, he's undefeated in all seven starts and he's won at the last two festivals so he clearly likes it there uh but yeah Shishkin Okay, I think that might be uh, the the nap of the first two podcasts, uh, the Sagerhard and Shushkin double. Maybe, maybe that 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 that's our best bet uh, if it turns up the one we all agree on. Um, so yeah, Shushkin full house then in the um, in the uh, in the champion chase, and then the last race we're going to look at is the champion bumper. Now this is a peculiar race that everybody seems to have an opinion on. Uh, I know I do. I, I'm not keen on the Fasal Vega. Yes, he was very impressive last time out, but he's too short. You know, I heard Patrick Mullen say that Redemption Day does the same work at home that Fasal Vega does. So at the prices, I probably want to side with him. But the one I like is American Mike. He's the one I've liked for this race uh, the last couple of months. A lot of his uh, wins have been very impressive. He's taken the same routes that some of the other horses that have won this race in recent years have. I just think he oozes a lot of class. It just depends what Willie Mullins has got um you know in his backlog you know but yeah for me I, I just think uh, she's got a really solid claim Mullenbeg is a one for Milton Harris as well that won here um last time at Cheltenham I think she's an interesting horse mares have run well in this race in the past and maybe at price she could maybe sneak into maybe some of the extra places but that's my thoughts on the champion bumper but uh, Liz enough of me talking how about you what did you like in the champion bumper so I've gone for um, quite a lively outsider in Top Dog that's that's currently 20 to 1 in some places. He won his bumper at Newbury last time. Um, and yeah, he's been out four times, uh, which which should hold him in good stead here. Uh, because obviously in this race, no horse is allowed to have run more than four times beforehand in the bumper. Um, he did run a career best last time. Um, but the last 60 winners of this have arrived with uh, having won at their last start, and that's what he has done. Um, so, yeah, Emma Lavelle's top dog. Okay, so Liz likes one of the home team. Maybe Britain could get a rare victory in this race. It's not happened since Ballyandy of Nigel Tristan Davis, who now leads us into Izzy, Nigel Tristan Davis horse. I don't think he's got one running in here, but um, who did you like? He hasn't. Um Boy, what you said at the top there about, you know, everyone does seem to have an opinion on this race. And then apart from Liz, I've pretty much seen people go into two camps, the American Mike camp and the Facil Vega camp. And I'm going to put one in there for the Facil Vega camp. I mean, I feel like I've been so boring. And guys, when we get onto the um, any other business in a moment, I promise I have some bigger prices that I do actually fancy across the festival. They're not all favourites, but um, on the first two days, I really do like quite a few of them. Um, so yeah, Facil Vega, so, so impressive at the Dublin Racing Festival, 12 lengths. Um, I think, you know, I've said this before, but who is sourcing Willie Mullins bumper horses? Because they are just so impressive. Um 
just a, a joy to watch and I can't wait to see Fasil Vega absolutely annihilate him. Okay. Let's go. St- strong opinion. So you're going to do the Sagerhard, Chishkin and Fasil Vega treble? Um, no, I think it'll be likely Fasil Vega, Shishkin, and in terms of probably then my next biggest fancy, it'll be I'd probably go go back to day one and maybe get like Constitution Hill or Honeysuckle in there, something like that. Okay, doesn't trust Sagar hard enough to put him in. No, I fancy Sagar hard, but I still have that little niggling voice in my head saying he's not that good. He's not that good. He's but not. I, I, I think he's good enough to win it, but I, I'm just a bit scared for the Akers. He, he's not bomb-proof then? Not for me. Okay, so interesting there from Izzy. So that rounds off the main races we're going to be looking at. I'll quickly just get my spiel out for uh, the, some of the handicap fancies. Uh, in the Coral Cup, I like the chances of Gal Road if he turned up here. I thought he ran a really good race, Pine Metier, last time out. I think he's very unexposed at this trip. And I think he's got a strong chance. And then also as well, got to mention Tiger Oil. I think he'll win the cross country. And then in the in in the Grand Annual, I think uh, Time White has a really good chance. Interesting that Barani's actually booked. I thought um, Harry Cobden might ride, but uh, he's not booked on anything else. Um, but Barani did win on this horse at uh, Doncaster. I think this has been the long-term plan. Nichols has got a good ra- uh, record in this race over the last few years. I just thought uh, he, he could run well, and so could Sky Pirate, who I think is just tailor-made for this race. So they would be my selections for Wednesday. Now, because this is the last time we're going to have uh, Liz and Izzy on the podcast for their Cheltenham thoughts, obviously they're not going to be around for our day three and day four preview. We'll give them a chance as well to see if there's anything else they like. Uh, I come to Izzy first. Uh, I know that there's a few you quite like on day three and day four. And is there anything else you'd like to mention maybe for day two? The floor's yours. I mean, for day two, Chris, you said it all really. You've got in there, haven't you, with the twist and Davis magic of Gal Road. So um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go straight into my fancies for the rest of the festival. So here's here is a few bigger price ones. So I like in the Ryanair Sham Blue. Um, I think he was going great guns when he fell at Weatherby. I know I've said that before, but it could be a bit of a big ask. But I think he could potentially do it here. So um, I'm going against Alaho. Um, you know, may I rest in peace because I feel like obviously that might get a lot of hate. My next one is in the Stayers. I think people probably know what I'm going to go for here, but I absolutely love Paisley Park and I've said it. I think that I cannot ignore that last run. Um, and I just think that Emma Lavelle's got him right, got him back on song, Aiden's on board, and I think it all looks good for a regaining of the Stayers crown. Um, and then my very last one um, that I'm just going to put in there is Hillcrest um, in the Albert Bartlett. I think he'll love Cheltenham. I really do. I think he looks like he's built built for this. Um, and that is, that's me done for the festival. They're my three. Um, I know Hillcrest is quite fancy, but maybe two slightly bigger prices in there with Sham Blue and Paisley Park. Okay, so... Izzy's got some fancies away uh, from the first two days. And, yeah, hopefully uh, you've got uh, some winners there for the listeners. And how about you, Liz? Is there anything uh, away from uh, the first couple of days that you like for the festival? Yeah, so probably echoing uh, Izzy's thoughts on Paisley Park with his last run in particular for the stayers. 
um yeah i i think i'd i'd love to see him re yeah regrain regain that crown of his so um yeah paisley park for the stayers and also just a bit of a shout out to um the cross country uh on the wednesday it's just that honestly it's, if you've ever stood in the middle of the course while that's going on how jockeys navigate their way around that i have genuinely no idea um but uh it's just yeah a shout out to the french who come over a lot for the cross country um and david cotton bought one prestige it's quite a big price um, but they always do quite well in the cross country so um yeah mon prestige oh an interesting fancy there i like the french normally when they come over like you say they've got a good record in this race easy lands came over from france when he won this race and yeah he could be uh, the dark horse coming in here that could be maybe uh, a thorn in the side of a tiger roll fan so yeah thanks again for lizzie or not lizzie sorry <laughs> That's the combined you. <laughs> Lindsay and Izzy. <laughs> yes, sorry. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll round again. Okay, yeah. sorry. Okay, that's it for day two then of uh, the Cheltenham preview. Thanks again to Liz and Izzy for giving up their time uh, to hopefully find you some winners for the second day of the Cheltenham Festival and also as well giving you some fancies there for day three and day four but remember to please gamble responsibly follow us on all our podcast platforms we're available once again on apple spotify and soundcloud and also as well you can check us out on the socials we're on twitter we're at in the saddle pod and then on insta we're at in the saddle global so please gamble responsibly once again and we'll be seeing you again soon